Welcome to the How to Win at Life podcast. My name is Toby Strong, and I'm going to give you maximum value in the shortest possible time to help you win at life. Here we go. As suggested in episode 36, I did my end of year reflections over the holidays, and I thought it might be useful to share some of the lessons from the past year. During that episode, I mentioned that I struggle with this every year because it can be hard to do self-development over the holidays. We work hard all year and we deserve to relax during our holidays. So I often have this just internal battle trying to motivate myself to do this, even though I know how important it is. So this year I tried something different, which was instead of trying to carve out one big block of time to tackle it, I decided to just try and fit in this smaller 10 to 15 minute blocks either side of just other things that we're doing during the holidays. And even though I wasn't quite as focused as I would have liked, I found that as long as I just did one question at a time during these shorter blocks, it seemed to work quite well. And the lesson here was that we're often better just chipping away at things with the time that we have instead of waiting and and trying to create this perfect moment to do something. Another good reminder is to constantly experiment with trying new ways of doing things, even if we've been doing it the same way for years, because sometimes we can stumble across a better way, and the worst case scenario is that we just go back to the way we were doing it before the experiment. An example of this is if you exercise in the morning, just try switching it up for a few days and do it in the afternoon, or vice versa, and see how you feel about it. And you never know, you might actually prefer it the new way, but you've just been doing it the same way for years out of habit. For me, last year was heavily dominated by a lot of diet experiments. And I was intermittent fasting the whole year because that's just my default now. And then about mid-year, I laid in keto as well, which meant that I was counting carbs to keep myself under 30 grams of carbs per day, which I was able to do for a few months, but it was too strict even for me. And I found that I just wasn't enjoying life So I went off keto and then I put a few kilos back on. So then I started to focus on calories instead of carbs and learned that, in my opinion now, calories are actually the most important factor in weight management. It's one of the few things that really is true for almost everyone that a calorie deficit is the most effective way to lose weight. And for those unfamiliar, our bodies burn around 2,000 calories a day just just naturally, just with activities like walking, breathing, chewing, processing food, resting. And then exercise adds extra calorie burn on top of this, but not as much as you might think. So if we run for 20 minutes, we'll burn about 200 calories. Now, a Tim Tam chocolate biscuit has around 100 calories per biscuit. So snack on two of those bad boys and you've just undone the calorie burn from a 20-minute jog. And how easy is it to scoff down like six or more of those things? Now we're jogging for an hour just to stay calorie neutral. And this is why diet and particularly cutting out snacking is so much more important than exercise for weight loss. And if you want to work out the calories from the food that you're eating, just look at the nutrition panel and you'll see the first line at the top, which is, I think it's always energy in kilojoules. Just divide this number by four or 4.2 if you want to be exact, and it will give you how many calories you're consuming either per serve or per 100 grams. I'm at a weight and body fat percentage I'm happy with, which is 72 kilos and 12% body fat. So now I'm just trying to stay calorie neutral. But last year was a big year for weight loss, having lost about 10 kilos. And one of my biggest lessons from this is best summarized by a Tim Ferriss quote, which is, 
The decent method you follow is better than the perfect method you quit. I can definitely vouch for this because I didn't do any of the diet experiments perfectly and slipped up regularly last year. But slipping up when you're consistent 80% of the time is a good strategy versus having this perfect diet for a few months and then giving it up entirely because it's just too hard to maintain long term. I find that imperfect consistency compounded over time wins. I'm going to repeat that again because it's so important. Imperfect consistency compounded over time wins. Just because we mess up a day or two, don't let that become the new habit. Just make a record of it and get back on track. And the reason I say make a record of it, like in a diet journal, is because if we can keep this habit going as in the diet journal, it means that we're still dedicated to the goal, no matter how many slip-ups, and eventually the act of writing the slip-ups in your journal will nudge you to become more intentional about your snacking. Another entirely different realization over the past year is that it's up to me to feel excited about each day and not to let external factors impact my mood. So I went through these phases of feeling a bit down last year because it's just been a weird few years. We had these big bushfires in Australia here in 2019-20 and then COVID hit. And now the River Murray here in South Australia is overflowing and flooding homes. And we've had three really crappy wet summers in a row due to La La Nina, I think it is, weather events. And I'm a big summer guy. I really don't like the winter. And each of these things have compounded on top of each other and started to impact my mood. And after reflecting on this, even though these external events were part of the cause, I knew I couldn't wait for other external events to improve my mood. It's really up to us as individuals to take control of this. So I cut out what little exposure I had to news and created my own little sanctuary, which included listening to a lot more music and walking more and planning fun activities with the family and declining invites to things which drain my energy. Basically, as I've talked about before, crafting the life I want instead of just letting life happen to me and reminding myself that I have the power to turn my mood around anytime that I want, it just requires a bit of intentional effort. Another lesson was that we shouldn't project our values onto others. And probably the most basic example I can give of this is between my wife and I. And every couple can probably relate to this, that we do a lot of things differently. And I had this realization during the year that when I'm nagging her to do something the way I think it should be done, this is actually me projecting my values onto her, which isn't fair of me to do. And this is just one super basic example of it. But I noticed this popping up quite a bit once I started paying attention to it, as in me trying to get people to do things the way I think it should be done. And this year, I'm going to try to cut this out of my life. On the topic of relationships, someone shared with me an unpopular opinion last year, which I've been thinking a lot about lately, which was that we should prioritize our relationship with our partner over our relationship with our children, or at least prioritize them equally. And the reason being that our children are learning to be independent, and before we know it, they're going to be out there living their own lives, but we're likely to be spending every single day with our partner for the rest of our lives. So this is actually the most important relationship in our life. And whether you agree with this or not, I think it's definitely true for most of us that once we form a family, the kids become our priority. And our partners usually get the scraps, whatever's left over. 
and then we layer in work and other commitments. And before we know it, there's not even much left as scraps. So I'll definitely be putting more effort into our relationship this year. And if that happens to detract from the effort that I put into our son, Lewis, I'm confident that it's still going to have a positive outcome because I trust that having a happy, healthy marriage is going to have a huge positive impact on his life. And when it comes to Lewis specifically, the best piece of advice that I was given last year was share moments with him at every invitation, which means that if he asks to wrestle or play a game with me, drop everything, drop what I'm doing, even if I'm feeling exhausted and feel like crap, and put the effort in and appreciate that moment with him because he'll get to an age soon where the invitations will stop. And I'll regret all of those invitations that I declined when he was younger. On the work front last year, I took on a mentor for the first time in my life. And man, I wish I'd done this so much earlier. And for a while there, I thought I could just work everything out myself, listening to audiobooks and doing my own research. But I heard one single quote which changed my view on this, which was the only real shortcut in life is to learn from somebody who has already done what you're trying to do and staying true to my belief that we should always experiment with new things. Uh, I did it and I'm glad that I did. I've actually got so much out of it that I'm now thinking about other areas of life that I can introduce different forms of mentoring, like our marriage, for example. But it doesn't need to be this formal structured thing. It can be as simple as just finding a couple out there that has a really strong relationship who are maybe 20 or 30 years older than us, and simply offering to take them out to dinner a few times a year and pick their brain about how they manage their relationship and how they've kept it so strong for so long. And if we start to think outside the box of traditional mentoring, I think there's lots of different ways for us to learn from those that are further ahead of us in life if we just put in the effort to seek it out. So there you have it. There are my lessons of 2022. I hope you've got something out of it. But remember, there's no point learning something new if you don't act on it. So if you feel a connection with anything that I've mentioned, write it down and do something about it. <music>